0: At the Link teachers lounge with Jill and Colleen.
1: Welcome to the Catholic teachers lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. I'm Jill. I'm with my friend, Colleen, and I can't wait to say this to you, Colleen, um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm just going to start here by admitting something. So, if you know me, you know that even in a live conversation, if I'm curious about something you're saying, I'm going to start googling it. <laughs> like it's a bad habit, and I do it on the phone all the time or on my computer when I'm with people and I'm like, "Oh, because I'm just a curious person." So, I'm like, "What does that word mean?" or "What is that concept?" or so "What is that thing?" <laughs> no, I'm a geriatric <laughs> millennial, let's be real here. I'm on the edge but I'm wondering then if have you hit a topic yet in this podcast where you had to Google the idea and or ended up down a really long rabbit hole of trying to figure out a concept that you that was new
0: to you or curious to you?
1: It's okay. If you say no, I might be the only person who does this.
0: I have not done that yet. No. (laughs) Okay. Well,
1: this is the first time it came up on the podcast, but it comes up in my real life, um, like all day life, all Uh the time, uh like all the time. Um, Suddenly I'm an expert on like I don't know. I'm like chestnuts. Like, do we eat chestnuts in the United States or is like, are there very important? More? yeah. <laughs> anyway, strange things. So this idea came from sister Betty. This is sister Elizabeth McAdams. She's from the Ursuline Academy in Williamton, Delaware. That's the Ursuline sisters of the Roman union. And the topic here is the shroud of Turin. Do you know anything about the shroud of turn? I'm not, I'm not quizzing you, but do
0: you, do yeah. you know things about this? I have. Okay. I I know I do. Don't ask me to like,
1: say, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Okay. So I knew, I knew nothing. Right. So I, this topic, but you've comes heard of it, right? Here. You've heard that. Yes. Uh, not, not really. No, like oh this my- is. So remember, I never taught religion class, right? However, as soon as I saw it and started Googling, I went down a very long rabbit hole. So sister says, this is a fascinating subject. It's central to Christianity. It's also very, like everyone and their brother has an opinion about whether this Shroud of Turin is the burial shroud of Jesus Christ.
0: Christ. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now
1: I want to say a Few disclaimers here. So once you start Googling down this rabbit hole, you will find that, and this is, I think the fascinating part is that Catholics, non-Catholics, Christians, non-Christians, scientists, theologians, like everyone has an opinion here. So you can find like super secular resources and then very Christian or Catholic folks who have an opinion here. So let me just, let me spit some facts at you from my Googling research. So including like father Spitzer, um, like he has articles on this. So a couple things, the church, the Catholic church does not recognize it as authenticity, like to this date, right? So to this day does not recognize it as a relic, but does recognize it as a potential icon because so many people have found prayer through it. So, quoting Pope Francis in an article from 2013 from the National Catholic Reporter, he used the word icon instead of relic because it's he was using caution given that the Holy See has never officially pronounced on the shroud's authenticity. However, since Pope Julius II in 1506, the church has encouraged devotion to the crucified Christ because so many people have been like aroused by this cloth interested in the cloth and authenticity of the cloth. So again there's many layers to this over time different popes have said different things. It's never been I mean it's not wishy-washy and going back and forth on church teaching, but recognizing that there's just like eras of people who really really are are into this. So here's what Sister Betty is sharing with us. She is saying that this has in her high school classes This has really fascinated students. And so it's helped her as in the study of the gospels on the death and resurrection of Jesus, discussing this has really gotten kids going. So they do scientific reading, they watch YouTube videos, and she kind of lets them loose. I have a bunch of websites open, obviously, because I was on a rabbit hole on this. But if you go to shroud.com, there's like a 1000 different articles. But if you Google it, you clearly can find lots of things. So she lets them basically lets them fly. And when she lets them fly. They have to do presentations and things with this, write a paper. And I would imagine if you are well-formed, you can be that voice. Kids do this anyway, right? So they're going to get curious about something, want to research it. But now they're sitting alongside someone who can be the voice of the church or the voice of science and or both and um, help kids uh, find authentic sites, find people's opinions that you should probably follow and help them navigate a topic like this. So it's making me think about all the topics we have that are controversial or of this time and the church has an opinion about it or doesn't yet have opinion about it and or miracle verifications. Like it's making me think of all these other things that kids are super curious by. And sometimes we're just scared to touch them in the classroom.
0: Okay. Well, a couple things here because teachers want to have the answer, right? So, Mm -hmm. um,
1: like, where's the answer? key
0: Right, <laughs> right. We, we don't have an answer. And so, you know, if it were me or you, um, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of information about this. Do I Right. Go, want to go into the classroom without knowing a lot about this? I'm not quite sure where it's going to mm-hmm. go, but yeah, to bring in something where there's some mystery around it, where kids can do a little bit of research and debate, put a panel together and you know, all the, all the kids have something different to share right. and Right. And can't, and then can some kids find some information, other kids find other information that refutes one another or fits together. And it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of creates this puzzle. That's just good teaching. <laughs> right. So, you know, if you don't have all the answers, yeah, set a class loose on it and you're, you're going to find more than, more than the right. answers. Yeah. The trick is then if you
1: are not the expert, like I clearly would not be the expert on this, but if I had a class right now, I would go back to class right now and say, I just found this wild topic. Like I am not scared to do that. No The problem is once you close out that unit or even that lesson saying to the class, you raise some things I don't know about, and I will find you answers, which means phoning the priest, bring it. We've talked about this, like bringing in the people around so that you're not, you don't end the unit with kids more confused about church teaching or about where we stand, but kids should be curious about things. They should be asking I big also, questions.
0: I also think it would be fun. Just like you just did to me, everybody that walks in the classroom for like the next month, everybody that walks in gets asked, what do you know about the Shroud of Turin? Yeah. And like, see what, what do you know? What see do you what know? People actually know probably everyone in the world except for me.
1: And that's how I ended up doing this for like 45 minutes later. I'm Like like I said, I,
0: you know, it's one of those things it's in the back of my head, but I couldn't pull forth any facts. Right. So, and it's
1: making me think of when I, and this is going to date me as well, but I already said I was a geriatric millennial. So you should know that (laughs) when I was in high school was when they were cloning Dolly the sheep. Yeah. And I still remember this moment where my English teacher and science teacher and religion teacher, I turn in a paper to all three places on purpose the whole probably sophomore class or something we all turn in these papers at once about church teaching on cloning and scientific like what was going on here with this sheep and and what was happening and you know that would have been a hard topic for the English teacher and in a different way for the theology teacher and the you know everyone had to work together on what we were turning in so that we weren't confused as kids but it was all over the news. And the church's teaching was all over the news on cloning in this moment. And so there's plenty
0: of topics that are like this. That was the bell. Did you hear the bell?
1: Oh, I missed the bell. Oh my goodness. Ah, that was the
0: bell. Yeah. You going, you're really into it. But we could we could start talking about bioethics now, but we can't. I know. Next time back to class. <laughs> next time
1: we try our best to get through as much as we can, but these, you know, there's more ideas and there's time to celebrate. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow Catholic teachers. Uh, you can send those to CatholicTeachersLounge.com. The Catholic teachers lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We will see you next time.